I say if you truly want to see a 24-hour economy, go to Henry Ford Hospital. When a doctor, a nurse, a janitor gets out at 5, 6 in the morning, is there a restaurant to go there to go to? Is there a dry cleaner? Is there a grocery store? From EXPDET, a lifestyle magazine and podcast bringing you the best of what Detroit has to offer. I'm your host, Lou Goldhaber, and on today's episode, we're recording from Detroit City Hall, and we're talking with none other than Adrian Tanone, Detroit's first ever, let me say it again, first ever 24-hour economy ambassador. Adrian, what's up, my man? Lou, how are you? Great I'm to be great. here with you. Yes. So awesome to talk to you. First of all, I've never met a 24-hour <laughs> economy ambassador, so this is like a first for me, so thank you for taking your time to talk with us today. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. So let's start there. Let's just tell the audience what it's like to be a 24-hour economy ambassador and what it really means. So to go backwards, what it was is, you know, I started as the founding director of customer service for the city. Um, as we were going through each department and just looking at how we change culture, how we serve our internal, external customer to give better service to our residents. I um, am in music. I've been in music for many years and in, in entertainment in the city. And as we're going through all these different departments, you know, we're known for automotive and we're known for music. We have an automotive business. It's great to see the new jobs coming with automotive we don't have a music business. So think about all these displaced artists that are, you know, working in city departments now. So they're like, how can I help? How can I be part of this creative economy that we're trying to reestablish Detroit as a as a creative epicenter once again? So um, we started with film and we started to entice filmmakers to come to Detroit and shoot based on, on um, savings and based on community and unity and trying to, you know, create community impact. Then that went to music festivals and that turned into uh, someone builds a high rise. I know you're developers, so and we've worked very well with you all. Um, but someone builds a high rise, they put a two, $300,000 condo in there, someone lives in there, moves in there, and they say, I can't sleep at night, that venue is, the music's too loud. What cities usually do is say, well, that venue, because of development, you, you gotta go. And that happens all over the country. But we say, no, these are the residents that stayed. Our first priority is taking care of the 750 residents and people that stayed in, in Detroit. Um, and those ve venues have been there for 30 years. So those venues are jobs. Those are 50 jobs, not to mention the the the, the hundreds of, of music jobs that go through there and, and pay artists and that. So we've been working with, with developers, with um, DPD, with the business owners to say that that's what makes our community cool is making sure that these venues stay. So that's how it came. Okay. Um, the conversation is, is, you know, through Europe is just the retention and attraction of creatives to, to live, work, and play in your city. Very cool. So let's, let me go back to kind of right, how yeah. I first came to learn about uh -huh. you. So I kind of heard your story and I had like this completely dis different perception of what this role was mm -hmm, all about. Mm -hmm. I was like, this guy's got it made. He yeah. is like club hopping every <laughs> night. He's the one making sure that every bar is full and, and the city's jumping throughout all nights you know, activity. But that's really like one small sliver of the overall picture of what I learned that you're really kind of in charge of. A hundred percent. I always say, you know, everyone I used to walk in rooms, they're like, oh, we're, like you're saying, where's the party at? You know, and it's not that. I say, if you truly want to see a 24-hour economy, go to Henry Ford Hospital. When a doctor, a nurse, a janitor gets out at five, six in the morning, is there a restaurant to go there? to go to? Is there a dry cleaner? Is there a grocery store? So it's essentially creating jobs from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. 
So what are the experiences that led you to that? I mean, so I'd love to know about your background. Like, are you local to the area? Like, what, where did this passion come from for customer service? So I grew up on Schaefer and Finkel on the west side of Detroit. We had a restaurant, uh, Rena's Pizzeria and the Red Devil were our family restaurants uh, and grew up in there. I always say if child labor laws were practiced, my family would be in jail because I was on a, <laughs> three years old on a milk crate washing okay. dishes. Yeah, absolutely. Barely reached um, the counter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then um, when I was 12 years old, my parents opened a restaurant called Cafe. Cortina that's sure. uh, still in yeah. Farmington Hills today oh, well. and uh, right and then grew up working the restaurant I despised the restaurant working because you know everyone thought it was so cool to have a restaurant and you know growing up in high school and I, I kind of you know my parents made me work you know um, and uh, I just um, my passion became my father passed away in 93 and I went to Italy where my family lives and I worked in a, in a famous hotel um, and I was cooking and I got more of a passion for the high-end serving people right customer service, hospitality, hospitality. Um, came back, worked Cafe Cortina for many years, but I always use Cafe Cortina as a way to gather people around a table, um, break bread, create action plans, and go out and live them, right? Um, I've always been, I've lived in and out of the city my whole life. I live on 94 in Trumbull now, so I'm I'm back as a city resident, but was uh, spent many years just Ever subleasing on people's couches is that so never lost my roots in the city and just um, that you know serving serving others is 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 a is a is what we do in public service and I don't think it's something that you choose it chooses you so just what I've learned from my parents what I've learned from um, you know when when I went to meet with the mayor Mayor Duggan at uh, DMC he was still there and I just walked into to um, to DMC I remember I pulled up I went to talk to him because he was thinking about running for mayor yeah and I pulled up in the valet's like what's up what's up what's I was like, man, they must think I'm someone else, you know, but maybe feel like a rock star. I was like, what's going on here? And I well, walk you in. You are a rock star. Well, You're no, on EBEXP podcast. There, you there were not, is, you were yeah. somebody. You wouldn't be on Officially this Officially today. There it is, definitely. Um, and I walk in and I see white, black, red, yellow, gay, straight, Jewish, Muslim, everybody there with a smile on their face, you know, wanting to do good work. And I said, you know, where's Mike Duggan? I want to go talk to him. And and I we ended up, you know, I was one of 10 on the, on the campaign early on. And we just brought that hospitality to our house parties, to the church to all these different things. It was genuine, it was real, and it was truly about serving Detroiters that were here. Um, and that's what I think, you know, hospitality is one of the, the easiest, lowest hanging fruit, just treating others um, well and wanting to see people live quality of life. And that's how it all came to fruition. So let's talk about just the white papering of the job, right? Mm-hmm. So how long have you been in the administration? Um, seven years. All right, so here, you've yeah. been around since the beginning, but right. you weren't doing exactly this from the very beginning. No, it's, you know, it was just iterations of, you know, hopefully growth and, and seeing where um, where the next step took you, you know, hopefully always superseding your last performance. Sure. Right? But at some point you were, must have been like in your brain, like, okay, I have this vision for like, I'm going to work with every city department, focus on customer service, make the experience exceptional, which is kind of funny because that's what we focus on too. Like mm-hmm. every touch point has to be exceptional, right? Exactly. And I have listened to you speak and I've heard you talk about every department has to have that ex, you know exceptional experience for whomever they're dealing with. When did that hit you? When you were working here, we were like, this is what I want to do. Um, you know what? It's I, I, I came in. We started the Department of Neighborhoods. It was the new department. We had seven seven different uh, departments within that. Uh, Charlie Beckham was the executive. And he said, um, you know, a lot of people said, you know, when you come in, you're going to have to start over and, and, and let everyone go and start new. And Charlie Beckham says, you're going to go in there and you're going to see city employees that have been there. They're going to step up with, with the right inspiration, with the right leadership. And that's what happened. We just started working with people and, and unifying people. And it wasn't about just, you know, serving your external customer 
How do you serve your internal customer? How do we serve each other in order to get our external customer to the finish line? You know, we started with customer service. Then we talked about customer um, satisfaction, getting your customer to the finish line. We started in our building safety engineering department. And now we're hopefully at customer success. But this is government every day is a new day and you can't make promises you just really strive to do your best and and i have to say that working in this administration and working with those that i work with every day their their mindset is is absolutely they're they are dedicated i'm inspired by who i work with i'm inspired by our boss i'm inspired by you know and nothing's perfect we all you know like i said i i'm very much what my parents taught me never rest on your laurels you're only as good as your last performance that's what we live but every day is a new day and it's it's an honor especially now to serve during this time in detroit so was there buy-in originally where when you presented the idea were people like what is this guy talking about? I mean, like, there's still, like, you know, this is bureaucracy. <laughs> this is politics. It's not designed to be customer friendly, or were you, or were people like, yeah, this is a differentiator for our city. I think you you create awareness of things that people already know. It's just relentlessly living those things. I mean, you know, we talk about smiling. You know, say hello to somebody. You know, these are like basics. the simple basic yeah. stuff. You know, I have a smile right now. This might be a smile of insanity, but it's a smile. You know what I'm saying? But at I the same time, I recognize that smile of insanity. I have one <laughs> right? quite quite similar. Um, right, but um, it was just it was. That that kind of thing, you know, is just creating community, creating unity, breaking down silos, getting people to work together, getting people to 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 come to work and to enjoy where they're, you know, I, I look forward to coming to the office. I look forward to going to work because it it's more than a job. It's a lifestyle. So you're passionate about it? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Like I said, it's it's if not, you're you shouldn't be in this business, you know. <laughs> so So let's talk about a day to day in in mm-hmm. your world, mm-hmm. right? So I think people probably assume like you don't sleep much. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, 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 you gotta take care of yourself. You know what I mean? I used to back in the day be like, oh, two hours sleep. It's, you know, I thought it was cool. It's not cool to yeah. get two Do hours sleep. Do you have sleep. a napping pod in your um, office? No, no, not at all. It's, it's, you schedule sleep. You schedule sleep. So what is, know? what does a day look like um, you? you? know what? Uh, early up six, seven in the morning and probably, um, you know, work all day long. And it depends on the day, you know, uh, it's, uh, sometimes you're in bed at, at, 11 o'clock and sometimes you're in bed at 4 a.m. You know what I mean? It just depends. But you got to get at least five, six to seven hours. It's just it's just your body is not it's not sustainable not to. And then you're not good to anyone else. You know, I have kids. I have, you know, a relationship. I got to make sure that, you know, the family's taken care of. And, um, you know, so you got to well, you know, well-being and mental well-being is very important. So as part of your job to be out in the nightlife, to experience what it's like to be a normal Detroit Oh, 100%. You know, it it is. So so what makes me relevant, I believe, in this job and why it came organically is I've been in music for for a long time. So I've been in the venues. I've been in in different places with artists, you know, setting them up, whether it's traveling, whether it's, you know, we've activated spaces to um, create access and equity for young Detroit in spaces that typically don't, like, displace you know, the, the generations that have been there before. Um, so I'm just, I know the needs of the community. So it's, it's, so I am out there. I mean, it's not like I go to someone's venue. They're like, Oh, who are you? They're like, I'm who's, like the right? <laughs> who's the suit? No, who's you, the you, you don't, don't let the suit fool you. It's, it's, you know, in the office, I'm suit and tie, but, um, we're out at night. We, we blend in with everybody. I assume you know? you're like, yeah. you know, Superman, you like go yeah. into the, uh, turnstile, <laughs> we, come out you know with what? like, we, I've um, seen the glasses. The glasses know? are, to me, <laughs> they, are... it's like the transformation from day to those, night. Those cover the eyes yeah. that are sometimes you know um but uh so so no so so i think you know and there's many positions i think the the way the mayor has hired too is he's taking um community um 
folks that that are that are in the community because they're 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 real it's organic it's not someone that really doesn't know it's someone that's living this life and they're able to champion it because they truly are it you know and, and i think that's what makes this this job for me um relevant and i'm able to make a difference in you know here in the office because i'm in these spaces at night but now i have a team of um of younger you know younger detroiters that that actually because we're asked delegate to, yeah we're asked to, we're asked to do a lot and to go here there this that and it's just it you'd be spinning your wheels yeah, so divide and um i have um a, a bunch of the guy probably 20 young men and women that that are in the spaces all the time and we get together and we meet and you know i have a meeting today actually i invited him a little early to meet you guys and um some of the guys will be here and and they're um they're out they're in their 20s they're you know they're out that. there so you know? they walk <laughs> in we can get them on the show here yeah right so so definitely i love it yeah. i love it so most of the people we interview there's kind of a common theme like they're mm-hmm. really productive busy people most mm-hmm. of the change makers and sure. you're obviously no different so you have this you know day job that you're doing but you also are like the epitome of the side hustle right you have all these traders where we we all got five jobs it's a common theme and it's like really cool so you've founded some pretty cool things you have a record label that you've Mm -hmm, worked on mm -hmm. and you obviously have a deep passion for music so i would love just to tell the audience besides just the suit and tie job that you're doing for the city what are some of the other cool things that you're working on and how did that Uh, get started you know what so so um there's an artist royce to five nine who's been one of my best friends for 20 you know 20 something years and um his younger brother uh is uh kid vicious uh and uh, one day I flew out to, he has a group with a uh, premiere called Prime, and I just needed to get away one day, and I go out on tour, and I'm uh, with, with them, and Vish was on the plane, and I, you know, he turns around, I'm like, what's up? You know, I surprise him, and he's like, oh, what's going on? You know, he's like kind of down a little bit. I was like, what's going on? He's like, I'm working so hard, and, you know, I don't know if anyone's recognizing me, and I said, well, let me listen to, you know, I've been mentoring this young man, you know, um, for years, because he was my best friend's little brother, um, and I... Uh, I ended up um, starting a label with him, you know, and start because he said, I want to use my platform as an artist to grow, but I want to cultivate other artists. I want to mentor. I want to start a basketball league. And that was really the years, many years, we didn't tend to do that intentionally. Everyone was on their grind, so they couldn't really grab the next one or the next one. So now when we work with young men and women, we're like, you know, I'm in, in, in my early 40s. They're in their 30s. Where's your 20-year-old? 20-year-old, where's your 15-year-old? Right. And keep cultivating and passing on the knowledge to the next generation. I think as Detroiters, that's something that we have to be very intentional about. So that's um, kind of cool that your side passion really kind of really started to intertwine with your day-to-day work. I mean, it, most it, people are like, they're totally different, right? The it, side it hustle does, is totally does. different than... I, I have to say we have to keep, you know, obviously, um, you know, keep our, our lanes very clear sure. in terms of what we're doing. You know, we have a, a, a studio outside of the city um, that, you know, Royce, obviously with his, you know, his, um, his fame in a sense has to be in a... A secured building in, sure, in the whole nine so so that's where we record out of but we take a lot of young detroit artists um emerging artists um and do great things with them we're on our way to south by southwest for the first official showcase in 12 years so so i'll spend a couple days there um in terms of meeting with their mayor's office and, and building a bridge from austin to detroit and then um take a couple days off from the city and be able to you know help out with the showcase and do all that so cool i love that yeah, kind of yeah. Synergy yeah, between yeah, the two jobs. Yeah. It's no, great. it is. It is. Super like cool. I said, very clear lines, but um, it's distinct lanes, but it, it, both it is, on, it, it, moving it, in the you, same direction. Exactly. Very exactly. cool. And that's again, that's what makes it relevant. And we have many people in the office here that you know own small businesses and have these different things that they know. Um, and that's what makes it. You know, we have community, real community people that there are district managers and our business liaisons, and, and and they just. I think that's what's so brilliant about how the the mayor attracts talent. 
is that um, people are, are, are very passionate about what they do, and it's, 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 they take it seriously. So we like to address rumors on this show mm-hmm. a lot. So I have a rumor, and I <laughs> want you to dispel it or say that it's true. So there's a rumor that you're somewhat responsible for bringing the show Detroiters to actually be shot in Detroit. True or false? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm going to say it's a team effort, but yes, very true. Okay. <laughs> yes, so, absolutely. Great show. Mm-hmm. Love to hear how that all happened. So uh, Detroiters, I got a call from the state, um, from the film office, and they said uh, Detroiters is uh, this film that uh, Lauren Michaels is producing with um, two local guys. One's from Boston Edison and one is from Clarkston. Um, very funny head writer for, for Saturday Night Live and then, you know, hilarious guys right they want to bring it to Detroit but the suits are saying New York or LA and I'm like well Detroiters in New York or LA people have tried it but it's never successful because we know yeah, the authenticity authentic. it's, it's right. just like you know we've seen some movies I won't name them that that are Detroit movies shot not in Detroit um, and we write them off real quick um, so uh, the uh, it was Comedy Central contacted me and they said what can you do I said listen I said can you bring everybody Comedy Central Lauren Michaels Productions the producers everyone into a room and I will um, I'll have all the departments there so I went as this is like and they're like you have a plan and I was like yeah I had a book like this it wasn't anything formal anything but we had every department at the table from DPD to DFD to you know building safety to the land bank to all these different you know, our spaces or whatever commercial or, or residential and we went around the room and we said where can you save where can you save where can you save and everybody had a savings in order to entice them to come then we went to the private sector and we started talking to hotels we started talking to restaurants and they said if you flash your credentials you get 20% off um, hotels anyone who has their credentials or you know however the you know however they want to set up their base camp or whatever they're doing 20% off so we created this this savings mechanism you know um, and the mayor was very he said this is a great way to start it and bake it into my initiatives and that's what we did and we still have the you know the the the, the DFI we call it, Detroit Film Initiative and the Detroit Music Initiative so we create these savings but on the back end nothing is mandated but we ask them okay we're doing this for you can we quantify how many Detroiters you're hiring? How much? You know, how many sure. young talents? We work with Detroit uh, Grow Detroit's young talents, where we had um, 15 young Detroit young talent being paid by our program to be PAs on the on the job. These are aspiring, yeah. you know, producers, whatever it may sure. be. The next season, um, five of them were hired full time. Oh my gosh! So, you're giving these young Detroiters opportunities right, right. to enter a field. Exactly. Passion, if, great. if they can't see it, feel it, touch it, how can they dream Absolutely. it? Be it, right? So that's how that all happened, and we still have that program today. Um, which hopefully we're gonna, um, you know, we're looking to attach some some rebates to it in, in order to do a Detroit uh, proper credit, and we're working on that with, uh, you know, with uh, many stakeholders, including including the trades, um, Woodward Original, which is part of you know the family of companies, obviously the city, um, and just really unifying, bringing everyone together to have one common goal of, um, you know, of of retention and attraction. I love that. I love that. So let's talk about the future. All right, mm-hmm. so let's go out five years, ten years from now, mm-hmm. and you're working on kind of what the future of Detroit might look like. So mm-hmm. in your mind, in Nirvana, what's it look like? What differentiates us from every other major market? Like, why is our 24-hour economy going to be different, or is it just going to be we're hoping to be like everybody else? So so the mayor the mayor always comes in every year um, and, and says something that is um, – to me is and to many others obviously is very inspiring so um, last year he came in after the first cabinet we had after the holiday and he says you know I'm so tired of people talking about inclusion you know um, 
inclusion, like what, we're going to include you. No, we need you. So our number one principle is taking care of the 750,000 Detroiters that stayed, right? Which 82% is black and brown of our city, right? And that's a lot of what our music venues, our people that, you know, the, that's why the displacement, all that. So this year he came in and he said, um, if you were to rewrite government from ground zero, would you have all these policies that criminalize, that kept, you know, marginalized communities down, all these different things. So I think the future of our city looks like it does now. If we have, you know, we have equity, you know, access and equity um, councils now. We have, you know, you saw his whole piece on cannabis in terms of 51% Detroit, you know, Detroiters that have been systemically criminalized for all these years to be able to have these opportunities. Um, so I think our Detroit in the future, um, to me, looks like the Detroit I grew up in, but it also looks like the UN. You know, um, I, I say Toronto is a great town. Sure, you go to Toronto, yeah. and, and everyone is just like everyone is living together in unity. Now they're obviously they're they're you know their immigration laws are different, and you have different, but it's just such a great town where everyone is just you know uh, equal and in one, and everyone has opportunity, and you try to build each other, and that's what I'd like to see our Detroit look like. And I think we're being intentional about that. I really do what I see, and in terms of the everyday. Pursuit, but um, hopefully we'll build upon that in order to, um, you know, to make sure that everyone has a, a fair opportunity to create generational wealth and um, just to live quality of life. And how have you seen the music world evolved here? Because, I mean, everybody obviously knows the history of right. Detroit and its music back to Motown and all the amazing artists that have come out of there and what's going on with the Motown Museum and all the fundraising around that. How has that scene evolved? I mean, what are we more known for now that might be different from what people who aren't from Detroit would perceive us to be. Right. So I think, you know, I, I look at Motown and I've studied Motown and work with them and, and, and uh, Jimmy Settles, who's, who's our executive or department neighbors is part of Motown and talk to him a lot. Um, and then when I'm talking with artists, they today, they're in their 70s, 80s, they own their houses, they own their cars, they have insurance, they have pensions. 10 years ago in Detroit, making it in music was moving to LA. That was like, I made it, you know, and then you leave. So what we're trying to do now is number one, how do we secure the jobs? And that's making sure that retention attraction of, of, you know, our venues. So you can work seven nights a week if you're here, but then what do we do with, with these artists that now have money? We create something that we're creating out of uh, department of neighborhoods. Chelsea Niblett has been incredible with this, but creating pathway to homeownership, creating pathway to mental health, creating pathways to a sustainable living you know Rochelle Riley who's our arts director arts culture and entrepreneurship director is also creating these these avenues for artists to um, to thrive and not just thrive like I'm gonna you know um, in the private sector we're giving all our artists w9s now to make sure that you know they have their check stubs so when they go to buy a place rent a place they have you know credit that sure. never happened before that was for many years it didn't happen during the Motown days it did happen um, and then music is just a you know whether it's 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 hip-hop to neo soul to you know rock and roll to whatever it is it breaks down barriers I mean that's what it did back then that's what it still does now it brings people together it's the one of the greatest as I say food is one of the most powerful tools there are music is one of the most powerful conveners sports too um, I always yeah, say music and sports yeah 100% it brings people together and it brings them together for a common cause of whether they're enjoying you know something that makes them feel happy for that moment or whether they're part of a team that's gonna that's gonna win and they're just like or sharing you know, in yeah. the misery yeah, yeah right. that, unfortunately that we're <laughs> no, currently we, in. we love we love yeah, all our teams them. unconditionally we love them, we love them. <laughs> so, good or bad they're like a puppy we yeah. love them no matter what <laughs> uh, but or how a puppy painful. loves us right? Yeah, right um so I'm really just 
curious in kind of in summary with all the cool initiatives that you're working on cultural wise, you know, art, music, film, there's so many things that you're you're overseeing. Is there one particular passion point you're you're like, this is it. This is what like I'm most not I mean obviously you're passionate about everything you're working on, but is there that one initiative that you can think of that you're like my heart's really in this thing. You know what? I was walking with some um, the other day. One creating jobs that to me is is you know the the, the number one initiative out of this or the number one um, goal. Um, but I was walking with some um, Detroiters that 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 are here that live here that own some other venues and they're walking around looking at new venues to open a music venue and they're just like you know Adrian word out on the street is that like you guys are doing this like you're doing this. Um, and that's what to me is most like that, that it's not just this, this, you know, this urban legend of we're like, you know, we're this position and this and that there's tangible things that we can, you know, we come from administration that everything's based on metrics and I can look at the metrics and say, we have saved seven venues and now we have three more in the pipeline. And they're not just venues of, of, of someone that's coming, you know, we have something called tactical preservation where you don't have to build out the whole building. You guys would, would, would know this cause you know what it takes mm -hmm. to build out a whole building. Yeah, it's we've millions. looked at some of these historical venues ourselves. Right. Like, exactly. On the construction side, you know, we've looked at some of them and been like, wow, these are real, a lot of them are in really bad shape. Exactly. But now yeah. you can build out three rooms within this bigger structure and this way you don't have to you know charge as much or you can you know give some equity to you know to a small business or someone that can can have a piece of the pie so these new um, what you don't know that you don't know um, ways of looking at things obviously the traditional d developer we're here with open arms we're you know we're trying to but what can we do in Detroit that hasn't been done elsewhere um, and I think that everyone here from from a Todd to all these different develop like that's what they want to be part of something different that hasn't been done everywhere. Detroit is different. We have the opportunity to really set the 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 the, the target for other markets and and learn from being that we're ten years behind of you know New York and Nashville and Austin and all these different places. We can learn from the mistakes that they've they've made. And even having this position, being fortunate enough to go to to Australia, we've delivered keynotes in Australia and Stockholm and Berlin in you know all these different places and the first thing they say is don't displace your creative community don't displace the, the community that's been there before because that's your foundation so that's what most excites me I, it's not one thing but it's that that the holistic you know, the, of it exactly you know and Super of course cool. making sure that we're you know that our developers are, are it's lucrative for them but it's lucrative for everybody i love that i love that all right so this is my favorite part of every podcast <laughs> the lightning all right. round all right our, our listeners know what this is all about so this is Top of mind, this is spontaneous, so just let it flow. Uh-huh. Are you ready? Top three venues in Detroit to catch a show. So top three venues, I would say Shane Park. I don't know if Shane Park, uh, Shahida is, does a phenomenal job there, run by Detroiters, some of the best hospitality I've seen, and their programming is, is always getting better. Okay. Right? Um, I would say nostalgically and still some great shows are St. Andrews and The Shelter. Uh, and then uh, my favorite are People's Backyards. <laughs> Backyard yeah, venue. I'm okay. telling you, there is a, and, and due to um, the, the laws of cannabis right now, I mean, it's part of the culture. It's something that, the you know, everyone voted for um that's a place where you legally can you know you can consume and, and you can and, partake in and both you, music and, and other and, and, and i'm not saying i do i'm saying going there and and seeing that our younger generation and um you know people are there in the backyard just having the best times the best talent um and just this emerging i mean it's 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 crazy and it's happening all over the place and neighbors aren't like turn the music down they're like turn it up i'm like i'm surprised right i'm turn surprised that 
you could play it this loud. They're like, no, my neighbors love me. They're, you know, and no one complains. It's the best and, party in town. Yeah, definitely. And DPD like is very supportive in terms of if you're um, if you're having a good time responsibly. Um, they they've been you know we Chief Craig and, and leadership there and the DPD has been really great support and a great partner in in all these initiatives. All right, I like that. All right, how about favorite music type yourself personally? Uh, favorite music type. I um you know I grew up around hip hop. Um, I went to Michigan State and like you got into the doors and you know all that and it was a time and so it's a little bit of both. It's it's kind of um, um, I like a lot of like blues, you know, down south blues, very simple kind of stuff. But um, I'm, I I listen being that I'm in hip hop. I listen. I see a lot of hip hop artists and a lot of neo soul artists. Okay. Um, so that's what I'm around all the time. That's why. But I, I have love how you uh, refer to your time at Michigan State as it was a time, <laughs> yeah, it was a period, yeah, it, was. it was a movement. It was. It yeah. was. It's you know I still have a good relationship with Michigan State as well. Um, but, um, you know, being in the music business, I, I think I have a great ear for music, but I always like when we're listening to new artists or we're signing a new artist, I have my 12 year or 13 now. I'm like, what do you think of this? Oh, He's yeah. like my ears. Oh, yeah, I'm with <laughs> so, you. So. All right. Most embarrassing song you'll admit to liking? Uh, most embarrassing song I'll admit to like. Uh, I have mine. You want to hear mine? I don't. Yeah, what is it? That Baby Shark song. Oh, really? Because I have two kids, and that friggin' Baby Shark song is in my head, and I'm singing it all the time. Really? That's, you know what I'm talking um, about, right? I don't know if... Uh, How old are your kids? Uh, my kids are uh, 18, 17, and... 14. Okay, so I have a 7 13. and 3 year old. 13. So, oh, how old? 7 and 3. 3. So the baby shark thing is big. I, I can say the Wiggles back in wiggles. the day. Wiggles. Yeah, nice. Definitely. That um, is big big shout what out to is, the Wiggles. Yeah, right. The Wiggles were like they were this is a rock band that didn't make it. Yeah. Um and they became this this kid band, Oh, you I know? know all about the Wiggles. Yeah, and they like they get on stage and these guys are like they they, sell they, they out. kill it. Yeah. They kill it. Um so probably uh fruit salad, yummy, yummy. Yo, right? Amen. Shout out to fruit <laughs> salad. All right, how about your favorite artist? Uh my favorite artist right now is Royce to five nine local I like it yeah all right do you sing in the shower uh I, I don't I'm a closet musician I play guitar harmonica okay. and um I know I, I uh no no I can sing a little bit but not you know uh it's that's not my not your bag. Yeah. No, I I uh, I go for silence and I meditate in the shower. Okay, <laughs> all right. Definitely. There was never any point during your um, movement in college where you were listening to the Doors that you were. Oh yeah, I mean I play harmonica in the in the shower, beat drums all in right. the shower. All right. also. Fair enough. And some strange, yeah, definitely some strange How about, music things. In summary, your most memorable moment in Detroit. My most memorable moment. Wow, that's you know I. I, I I can't really pinpoint one moment that is my most memorable. Um, I think my foundation of um, of growing up on Schaefer and Finkel in the restaurant and working with my grandparents and um, the days of, you know, when I remember I was probably nine, ten years old, you'd look out in the dining room and I remember one time it was uh, Mayor Coleman A. Young and Muhammad Ali were in the dining room, you know, and it was just like, and I'm like, wow, you know, like that's when I started despising but yet appreciating what food does for convening people and bringing people together and service and hospitality so it's probably my foundation of of my family i'm first generation american everyone's from italy still lives in italy back and forth um and i just feel that it was just that community that my parents um you know brought me up around um so that was you know and there's been some some really you know some really good memories and and hopefully some many more oh, to yeah. come. long you runway know? you got god, a long god runway god willing god, god willing, willing you know it's one day at a time you never take it for granted well i appreciate it i can tell you on behalf of exp and all the detroiters that the decisions you're making every day you're you're affecting the whole community so thank you for all the impactful work you guys are doing and thank you for taking time to talk with us back today. at you definitely appreciate awesome. that and creating awareness about what great people are doing in in uh 
people are doing in the community. I'll see you in Austin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. So for more information on what Adrian's doing and what also what the city of Detroit is on to, check them out at DetroitMI.gov. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of the EXP DET podcast. Please make sure to write us a review or provide us with some comments and feedback. If you want to see what other amazing Detroit changemakers are doing, check us out at expdet.com or you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. 